listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayanna Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Welcome to another episode of Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm Ayanna Williams-Jones. And I'm Naya Marshall. And we've got another great guest in the studio today. Miss Marvie Wright got her start in the entertainment industry as an actor and singer when she was just 16 years old. Since then, she's written and produced stage plays, managed recording artists, and even founded her own line of natural spa products. Her current venture includes Marvie Wright Photography in Southfield and Total Woman, an organization dedicated to teaching women how to balance their mind, body, and spirit. Welcome, Welcome Marvie. Thank you, ladies. It's a pleasure to be here today. Awesome. So you have quite an extensive background. Um, I think when they originally sent it over, it is this does not even do any type of justice at all to all that you do. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yes, I stay busy. You can say <laughs> that. Um, just just really have a passion for entrepreneurship, have a passion for helping people, giving back. And so that spiraled me into a lot of ventures. I do a morning show every day called Morning Moments, where I inspire people for 15 minutes through what God gives me to give to them. Um, I am very active. I have a full-time job. I am over an organization with 16,000 employees, and I'm over the training department. So that's my nine-to-five. I do have a nine-to-five. Um, I'm, I'm educated, haven't always been. Started that off late because I, I fell in love with entertainment, and that's what I ran after. Realized later when I wanted to be an entrepreneur that education was important. So I do have a bachelor's in business management and a master's in adult education and training. Um, I do leadership training. I'm certified by John Maxwell to be a coach and trainer. You name it, I'm doing it. I'm staying busy. I'm helping people, and I'm living my best life every day. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what, 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 how, how did you, what inspired you? Because obviously when I hear you speak, when I read what you've done in your life, you're creative in my mind. Like one of the main things that you do is help people and you're creative. How did that start? Like how did that begin for you? Well, I'm uh, what you call a PK. So my, my father was a pastor. Um, ah, pastors are pastors all in my kid. bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> KK, so, they say it was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we are, we're bad because we're measured to a higher level. Okay. So we're just normal. It's <laughs> like you and I, right? But um, I, I come from a family, you know, that line of business is a line of business of ministry is helping people. So that's what I grew up under the influence of giving back, sacrificing yourself for others was all the principles that we, we were raised on, my family. My brother is is a my pastor now, so oh, okay. my, my parents are passed on, but the legend is going on. My grandfather was. So it's all in the bloodline. Um, it's what I learned to do. It's what I know, and it's what I will always continue to do. So that's where you started your singing? Yes. Started it in church, like most entertainers, right? right started Whitney. in church. <laughs> Acting came from the natural, crazy personality that we use every day. So put those two things together, and that became entertainment. 
Do you still sing now? I do still sing now. I'm over my praise and worship at church, and I sing every Sunday, actually. I am actually, uh, probably wasn't in there. I'm a record, uh, ex-recording artist. I was in the first witness, the gospel group witness, um, and I was in. I grew up with the whinings, so a lot of influence there. Okay, get a little amazing grace going on. Oh, I, no, I'll no, take no. a quick note. Let's oh, hear there it. you go. Let's there you go. Let's hear it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we see you have a um, a new book coming out in December. Yes. How has that process been? So did you write it yourself? What's the name? How are we publishing? Self-published publishing company? Yeah, so I have one out already. It's called A Required Wisdom. So this is my second book. And this one is very uh, unusual because I'm a single lady. I've never been married. But the name of my book is called Roommates, Living in a Marriage Without a Relationship. So when I first announced it, everybody was like, how are you going to write about this? You've never been married. Well, I've watched enough mistakes. And I've watched, this is really an epidemic that we don't talk about in our society. You will be surprised of the marriages that are in the home and they sleep in separate bedrooms. And they're really actually living as roommates. And so I wanted to talk about how I feel like they got there and what we can do to try to change that dynamic. So that's what it's about. Okay, and and just to give us a little um, into that, how how did some of them get there? Like, what are what are things some I'd say you discovered during a journey and a research on that? Okay, so I have a chapter called um, "Women It's All Your Fault," and then the very next chapter is "Men It's All Your Fault." So it's it's a little blame on both parts, but um, it kind of starts off talking about the story about how women we have this fantasy of marriage. Mm -hmm. And this unrealistic idea of what we're embarking upon when we get married. And when we get disappointed in that fantasy, then that's when it starts to spiral downhill. So I don't think we go into it under a real good foundation of what we are agreeing to. So We're looking at those movies, Lifetime yeah. movies. Do you, think, do you think that's still the case, though? I mean, are women still... Uh, mesmerized by the Cinderella notion or is that a thing I that won't say waning, I won't say mesmerized by it but I think everybody wants their knight in shining, in shining armor you and are happily ever after exactly without the giving and the sharing and the compromising and the I think we do a lot of that though we do it sometimes. we do we learn yeah. it on the job we don't mm -hmm. go in with the right expectation of that, and we don't go in trained and equipped of how to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So, but, so, so obviously, we all know that marriage ends. Fifty-four percent of marriages end in, in, in divorce, uh, and that's even even an old stat. I think it's greater today. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that you talk about as successful strategies to maintain that so you don't end up in separate bedrooms, so you maintain your relationship? Are we redefining what marriage is or what it looks like? So do you remember old school? Think, Go back to your parents and how your mom used to call your dad or on the, when he was on his way home and checked in. She was actually doing a temperature check, and she was actually assessing what is my man's mood right now. And she prepared the home and herself for whatever that was that she assessed. Um, we're not that wise anymore. We're not that open-minded anymore because everybody is like, what's in it for me? 
right? It's my world and make me happy. And so I think if we can get back consumed with the opposite job, my job is to make you happy, your job is to make me happy, and if everybody can, does their job, we are all happy. But can so the make make you happy part is I think the part that's, that's kind of yeah because well, when no I say one let can, me define that okay because make me happy is impossible right so but do the things that you know pleases me mm-hmm. you sure if you do your homework and you get to know me and you fall in love with me then with that comes the knowledge and the wisdom of what makes me tick. And what I need as a woman, what you need as a man, comes with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. So when we neglect to provide that, mm-hmm. whatever made you fall in love with me, you knew I had the capabilities of fulfilling those needs. Whether I do that all the time or consistently is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll go with that one. Okay. Smarty. <laughs> um, so do you do counseling for couples or is it just... This was something that you were researching because you're thinking about marriage, or is it just like, okay, I was just seeing enough people of my friends going through divorce, and I'm just trying to, or sleeping in different bedrooms, and I'm trying to get down to the bottom of this. So I've always aspired to be married, still have that love and dream, never given up on that, just haven't found him and he haven't found me. So that's always the possibility, but... Um, it's something that, you know, the grass is greener on the other side, so everybody looks at being single, and they start to fantasize in that. So I looked at being married and analyzed that, and it was really more of how can I help even in that area of life? Even though I haven't committed to it myself, it still doesn't mean, you you know, you go to a, a divorce counselor, that counselor isn't divorced. But that doesn't mean that they are not equipped and educated enough to counsel you through a divorce. Yeah, just because I haven't been through it doesn't mean I don't know about that's it. Correct. Kind of mm-hmm. That's yeah, correct. That's correct. So, so that's kind of the thought behind it. So, your first book, you self-published or published? I self-published. And this book? Required wisdom. So it's a daily affirmations for women, just giving you that food for thought each day of the week of the year. No, okay. I mean your new book that you're you're doing self-published. now. You're self-publishing. Yes. Okay. So what inspired you to go that route? Just owning the, the, the process from start to finish. Um, I was a ex I'm an ex record executive, so I understand what, what groundswell is about and marketing and that's really the way that you get What's groundswell? It, it's building that appetite and that client base from the ground up. From, okay. from your little community, the people in your network around you. And as you build that and it, it, beca- it begins to organically grow, then that's what gets you the attention of the mainstream. And the way entertainment works now and the way uh, books and music work now, you have to kind of start there in order because it's too competitive. Sure, um, sure. So that's the way you have to start. So since I know all of that, that's just the route that I wanted to take for myself. So you had to... The fast route. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like when you get a, a a music person who's inspired and they start selling out of the trunk of their car. Mm-hmm. We, as an executive, we used to look for those uh, artists because if you can, if you already have a, a 
an audience, an audience yeah. then our job is that much easier. Yeah. And it, it also means that you're sellable. Yeah. It's the same ideology of, you know, today and the uh, the social media concept. It's nothing but a community after all. Yes. You know what I mean? And if you have your own community, which is us as Boss Ladies of Detroit, we actually have our own community. So, yes. um, and, and obviously you do as well. And yes. so that that is important to selling anything uh, to all of our business owners and aspiring business owners that are that are listening. Uh, if you do want to start selling products and things like that, you have to build a community. That is essential and key for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that helps you maintain. It does. So you can go out there and become a, you know, a overnight success, but it, a lot of times if they don't have any tie-ins to you, you know, after that thrill of whatever it is you're offering them or whatever it is you know they're getting at that moment sure they're not committed to you they're not you know they don't they're not committed in your success and you're not committed to you because the the journey is where the lessons are so you didn't learn them that is true Mm -hmm. speaking of lessons what lessons have you learned over Ooh, since 16. Ooh. That's a... Man, you know, you... Give me five You, you think ones. about if you could do it over again, right? Mm-hmm. If you could just do it over again. Um, the value of relationships would be one that would just come to the top of my mind. And, you know, when I think about the people that I came across in my lifespan and how I didn't really take advantage of those relationships and those interactions. So the value of relationships and networking. Um, the value of family. You know, family and having the right priorities in your life to know what's important. You get that through maturity. Sure. Um, sure. But trying to get that as early as possible is where you can gain the most Mm -hmm. in life. Um, Just what? Okay, so that was two. Mm -hmm. Money management. Money management. Oh, money management. Not learning your lessons the hard way, right? Mm -hmm. With that money management. And I've owned some businesses and I've closed some businesses. I remember I opened a. Uh, accessory store on Northwestern Highway, and when I was buying the real estate, they said 200,000 cars go past there every day, and, and they were right. They went right past there <laughs> every day. So, I mean, those lessons when you... So, would, when, you, when you say <laughs> money management, did you practice, did you have an accountant back then? No. Did you know what profit and loss was? No. <laughs> so, you know, I knew I wanted a business, and I right. knew there I could sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing and, and those are those are key essential things to starting your business. Yes. So you're on the right track. And so for our listeners, you know the the the, the lesson from that is to you know learn from that plan because yes. now create that business plan and mm-hmm. that truly is your bible to getting your business off the ground. And what she was talking about is the the car is going bad. By, that's called the traffic study. Mm-hmm. So you can go deeper and deeper into the demographics of that traffic study to find out, you know, who's driving by. That's correct. What time are they driving by? What's their demographic? Men, women, income, et cetera. And how can I attract them to stop at my business? That's so correct. these are things that, you and know. And is it feasible for them to stop? Absolutely. And will they stop? Because exactly. Norway and what, I, what do I have that's going to make, make them, them stop? stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All, all these things are lessons that, you know, that we all learn because we've all opened businesses that have been, you know, not as successful as we'd hope they'd be. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lesson in all of that. There's a, a lesson in winning and there's a lesson in losing. Absolutely. Yeah. Education. Yeah. You know, I got mine late. So a lot of that, what you just described, comes through education. It does. It does. Um, so then when you start to, I, I was a, a boss before the education. All right, boss but, lady. But if I had had the education in the beginning, mm-hmm. oh, I would have been a a huge boss, a rich boss is what I would have been. And and so the the lesson in that, listeners, is the fact that, 
you know, know what you're doing. Learn as much as you can about your product, your services, the climate around it so that you can be successful. Because the last thing, one of our goals is to make sure that you're being educated and understanding what you're doing. And that education piece um, for us as minorities, I believe is very underrated. Yes. We think, you know, um, we really think that, oh, well, I already know I'm going to be an entrepreneur, so I don't need to go to school. Mm -hmm. But there are things that you learn in school. There are relationships that you learn in school. That's the part right there. Those relationships, Mm -hmm. that's your network. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and even to go a step further with that, it shows you diversity. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then becoming a lifelong learner. Yeah, you you have to be a lifelong learner. You just never stop learning. I'm always learning. I'm always looking to learn. Same. Mm -hmm. So just having that yearning for learning is is, is key. Yearning for learning, ladies. Yes. And I think I owe you one more. And so my fifth one would be um, just making sure that you understand that you have to exist above where you are. And what I mean by that is your mentality have to be above where you are, your goals, mm-hmm. um, the way you think and operate, it all has to be elevated above the level you on in order for you to be consistently progressive. Right. And that's your dream, basically. That's yes. your dream. That's your, your purpose. Dream and and we, your vision. we talk about dream and we talk about purpose here often. And that that's where that is. It, it, it literally you have to 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 achieve it. You really do have to believe in it and know that it's possible. Because if if you have self doubt, then it's noticed by people. Yes. Whether you believe it or not. Because me myself, I am a I'm a person that is not, you know, very advantageous. I am just who I am. And then. You know, one thing that I've learned is that you have to, much like you said, be above who you are. Mm-hmm. Be above who you are. So yeah. people will say, how do you do that, right? How mm-hmm. do you do that? You hang around people that are above where you are. Yeah. Yep. You you dress above where you are. You think above where you are. Yeah. You write down vision mm-hmm. above where you are. Absolutely. Everything has to be elevated. And the next thing you know, you're there. And, and you already and then you got to elevate it even more. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That is that is so true. One of the um, in reading your bio when Brad came to me and told me that you were coming, and that you had a new book on the way, I was like, oh yes, I can't wait to get her in the room because I have all these awesome questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm in the process of doing a book, and mm-hmm. I was at that um, you know that moment where I had to decide self publishing or publishing, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh well, you know, I I. I didn't, so my reason for not wanting to go publishing was because I bank on me all day. Mm-hmm. I bet on me all day, any day of the week, Monday through Sunday, 24 hours a day. I know what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. But when I take that out of my hands and now I'm putting it in somebody else's hands, it's just, you know, it's like, okay, are you going to handle me with that? And, you know, Naya likes to say, you're spoiled. Are you gonna spoiled. <laughs> I love her, <laughs> Are you going to handle your, are they going to handle you with that same care? Or after a week or two when you're not producing those numbers, you have a bad week, are they going to shelf you and say, well, you know what, I don't see where this could go. So that's so natural when you when you have a baby, your new mothers don't want to leave the baby. Oh no, I left by my. And, and we don't want <laughs> we don't want to put them in the hands of other people. Sure, right? sure. But you you never get out of the driver's seat. 
And so what you have to do is write your plan and have your vision solid. And so even when you do release that to other people and you have other people publish it, you're still driving the dream behind that, the vision, the market, and you're keeping them accountable to what you know you want for your book. So either route would work because you're going to stay in control and you're mm-hmm. going to stay in the driver's seat. But work on that quality of lack of release of your your best work or your best skills because when you produce your best work and your best skills, release is the key. To, so explain that. So when you produce your best work and your best skills and your best creativity, you have to immediately release it to the ones that can take it where it needs to go because you were the creator. You had a role in that. Mm-hmm. And other people have roles in that to elevate it. And you've got to be able to immediately create that momentum to flow into that mm-hmm. where you don't start to feel, have a control issue with it because it's got to get bigger than what you know. Right. And it's got to get right. bigger than what you can do. Does that hmm. make sense? It that does makes make a lot sense. of sense. It does. It does. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and not just in the book, though, with your product, your services, et cetera, Everything. that you do. Because we do. Guilty. I'm very guilty of holding on and holding on tightly. Because, you know, oftentimes it, it takes so much out of you to achieve what you have. And I tell people all the time, I don't have a lot, but this, this little, these little pieces that I do have, I worked so hard for yeah. them. To, to, so to relinquish them to, into someone else's hands. Difficult. Very much so. But I, I have a saying that I never, I live by now, and it come, came out of my maturity of life. There's a better waiting for all of us. I don't care how accomplished you are or sure. how great you are. There's a better waiting for all of us. And the only way you can get there is that you have to open your mind to learning and growing. Yeah. And that com- that's never going to come from you. It's always going to come from other people. Right. Especially the insights that they give you. That's yeah. correct. So that's, yeah. You know, a lot of, and, and it's, I guess it goes to speak to, you can only, you know, how you tell people, you can only learn on a level that you're, that you're you know, that you're on. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know more, how can you give something Achieve more? more. Exactly. And learning is vertical and horizontal. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that people make the mistake because um, they just feel like you have to be, more wealthy, more accomplished mm-hmm. than I can to learn. Mm-hmm. You can learn from your children. You can learn from the people that are on your level and the people above your level. Yeah, so I, I every level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So 16, start singing, started doing plays. How were the plays? How, how, going through that. <laughs> okay, so here's another book that I'm not finished with yet, and it's called Backstage. That's when the real drama begins. <laughs> All the, the actors and actresses and <laughs> oh, different personalities. Gee, you're just going to have to wait for the movie and the book, <laughs> and everybody that's ever worked with me know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll give you a funny example. So I... Uh, Went out with a friend, actually went to the studio to record some music, and I was company managing. I was over the whole company, and I got a call from the hotel. You have to come back. We've had a fight in the hotel, and I'm like, oh, gosh. So I come back. They they underestimated that conversation totally. 
I walk in the lobby, all the vases are broke, the mirrors on the elevators mm-hmm. are cracked, and I'm like, no, you didn't have a fight. We had a war a brawl. in the lobby, right? right? $17,000 worth of damage. Oh, You no. had to pay for that? Oh, absolutely. No, they had to pay for that. <laughs> that became a payroll deductible on a weekly basis. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Man. I so, they didn't do that anymore. <laughs> right. Look, the best way to hit them is in those pockets. That's you, it. You straighten up and fly right after that. That's it. For so, sure. uh, FYI to staff, <laughs> breakable <laughs> items become a payroll deductible. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Including glassware. You are, you are grown, so you have responsibility. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just that was just a day in the life of it. It was plenty more of that. Where sure, that came sure. From. And you get the prissy hey. prissies. And then we go on stage and we smile and we act like, you know, life is wonderful. wonderful. Oh, well, man. that's the job. So everybody's got a job to do. That reminds me of the uh, five heartbeats when they're on stage, <laughs> and the first show they really were fighting, and oh, then yeah. they <laughs> and they added it into the show mm, and yeah. they're rolling it. <laughs> so Tashina Arnold was one of my actresses in one of my shows, and you know Tashina's she has that com- comedic she does. Side of her. I love she her. worked with Martin, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but Pam, shout you, out to Pam. You, yeah, you cannot make my serious scenes funny, right? When you're supposed to be crying, you cannot take that opportunity to slide a joke in and make the audience laugh. So that was our biggest fight. So I finally was like, okay, if anybody laughs in the audience, that's going to cost you. <laughs> wow. You gave them the 25 cent fine. It's huh? the laugh tax. <laughs> The laugh tax. Yes. Oh, we fought over that. So, but uh, she that was would be awesome. Me. That's that's my girl. She was awesome. She she made that show what it was. So. Man, so I guess you know maybe she looked at it as the vice versa. She needed the laugh. She didn't do it anymore. She she, she didn't, oh, oh no she she, she did it once and because she, she you know you gonna always test me to see if I mean it yeah well, so when yeah. the when the check was short she didn't do it anymore. <laughs> That was the end of that, yeah. Man. So, okay, so there we go. Stage plays, recording artists, record. Oh, okay. I want to go into the natural spa products. Yes. I love spas. Do, do, do I see a collaboration? I know, right? I think. I, I love think. spa products, natural salts and soy candles. So I don't like the salts. You don't? They, no, they're so um hard. Drying. They're drying on the But they're skin. hard. So, um, like the. Sea salt? Bet- between the sugar scrub and then the salt scrubs, I don't use salt scrub in my, my spot because, of course, as she likes to say, I'm a brat. So I feel like whatever I. I like my customers ought to like. <laughs> the dead sea salt is very healthy for you. It, has, it, it actually has minerals. Well, I like in those it. for the body wraps. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but yeah. on I don't know. It, it it used to tear my skin in doing the pedicures, mm-hmm. and so. But the you sugar, use it to exfoliate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the part. It was just too rough. Too harsh. Or maybe it was. Yeah, the, yeah you can get them. You know, you a little get them, finer. Yeah, a little finer. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do like the. I love sugar scrubs. Yes. I love sugar, sugar scrubs. scrubs I love all that stuff. I'm just in love with all that aromatherapy. I believe in it. Really? It's, oh yeah, I really, I really believe in that. It, it has some really uh, natural remedies for life. You okay. know, sinuses and headaches, migraines, all those things. It, it, those are natural cures. And especially lavender. Yes. I love lavender. Give me a great lavender cocktail and. 
She done put it to she the drink. Put it in the, she drinking it. It's okay. You can drink it, too. I do. Because but it's you relaxing. Come, I, you've got a great lavender martini right now with rosemary. Yes. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Lavender's good to drink. It's so good. But if you can't sleep, you know how we're struggling to sleep. We're so stressed out. You know, you get you a diffuser and mm-hmm. mix some eucalyptus and peppermint together. Oh, you can sleep like a baby. Put it right by the bed. And I used to use it to control the environment yes. in the spa. Yes. So if I knew I had a busy day, I put some lavender in the diffuser and I would change the music. Yes. Oh, okay. I actually use it in my photography studio. Mm-hmm. You come there, you'll have the diffuser going because it, it relaxes people. Sure, sure. Get them to calm down. Yeah. Yes. And then even the hardest client, they don't want to fuss with you on those days. It's just like, tomorrow I got you. But today they're just like they're calm. Yeah, it's a calm. And then they can have that lavender martini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it even better. She back to the martini. <laughs> I know. She's a martini girl. I see. I could get one of those um, lavender martinis at Ivy Kitchen and Cocktail. We can go have it after the show. Oh, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> I know I'm gonna need it. So, as you know, Miss Marvy, mm-hmm. the name of the podcast is Love Sex Business. Okay. We've taken care of the business. So now it's time to dive into love and sex. Okay. And here in the studio, we have a bowl, that red bowl right there, okay. filled with different questions about love, sex, and relationships. So you get to pick three questions. Mm-hmm. The good part is, is you pick which one you want to do. Okay. And then you pick which one you want Naya to answer okay. and which one you want me to answer. Okay. Um, so go ahead. Sounds like fun. I'm yes. excited. Give me the easy one, Miss Mike. Um, okay. Yeah, not. <laughs> Give me the easy one. Our last guest took the hard one. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can tell you now easy. I'm giving that one away. <laughs> Pass it to Yana. Oh, I like that one. Let me see what this one says. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Ooh. Somehow, I think. All right, you first. Okay, what's the first thing you notice about the opposite sex? Oh, I love this question. Um, The way they're dressed, right? Just their shoes, the way they... they, I love shoes. The way they put their clothes together, their colors together. I look at all of that. That tells you so much about their character and their style and their swag, right? And then I'm going to tiptoe on yours and their teeth. Yeah. Definitely teeth. <laughs> I have yes. to look teeth. Yeah. Definitely teeth. Um, all right, Naya. All righty, my turn. So what lessons have you learned from past relationships? Hmm, that's such a loaded <laughs> question because I've learned so many lessons. Sometimes I relearn the same lessons. <laughs> um, some of the most important lessons, obviously, is um, that it's not all about me. Sometimes I'm wrapped up in me, oftentimes, even today. Um, so for me, I had I learned that I needed someone that could bring balance to me because I'm enough, you know. So I learned that I, I don't need to date me. I needed someone that can bring balance to me, and that's the biggest lesson I learned. Yeah. Oh, man. That's I think that one. question was meant for me. So here, <laughs> go ahead and take mine. I'm always trying to date. They keep giving me the hard ones. I I think that was a hard one. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. one. Okay. What's your partner's most annoying habit? (laughs) (laughs) Again, mind you, I know her personally. (laughs) (laughs) 
of my partner's an most annoying habit is. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> um, tattletelling. <laughs> She's got to go home tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tell me more about that, as they say. Miss Mommy, goodness gracious. <laughs> Telling. What exactly what they call is he telling us? And who is he telling? Well, I wouldn't. So maybe I said it wrong. Little white lies. <laughs> well, I won't say he's right behind you right now, but I will say it. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. And so we're going to skip to the second part of the question. How do you deal with it with communication? <laughs> Diversion. <laughs> and on that note, Miss <laughs> um, Marby, it has been our pleasure. Absolutely. Let us know. Um, so we know you have the book coming out in yes. December. Uh, what else do you have going on that you want to tell us about? Well, as I stated before, my morning show is every morning. Um, I'm found through my name. My website is Marby Wright, M-A-R-V-I-E-W-R-I-G-H-T.com. Okay. My my Facebook is Marvie Wright. My Instagram is Marvie Wright. So if you just search my name, you'll find me and find everything that I'm doing. Would you say what I like to say to people? Google me. Google me. <laughs> no, don't, I tell people don't Google me. I I got too much history on there. I, <laughs> I, I Google myself recently. I'm up to ten pages. I'm like, no, if they Google me at work. I'm like, no, don't Google me. Don't too much. Google me. Then they come back with. Uh, videos from YouTube of me singing like 20 years ago, and I'm like, That's awesome. We're gonna ask again. Can we get at least an amazing no, grace? No, 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 amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that I didn't forgot the words. Wait, <laughs> amazing grace shall always be my song of praise, and it was grace. That brought me liberty. I'll never know just why he came to love me so. But if he looked beyond, how can I forget the words of amazing grace? My faults and saw my needs. Yes. Awesome. I forgot the words of Amazing Grace. That's terrible. Yeah. Riri is going to come down in your dream tonight. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. All right. Well, we would like to thank you for coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure having you. It's been great. It's been fun. Awesome.